And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. When the choice seems to be to tear down the church or build a wall around it, we aim to walk the narrow road of nuance through the wilderness between the warring factions and try to figure out what it means to love God and people well. Hello, Ryan. (laughs) Hey, Taylor. It's been a day, man. Yeah, it has. Well, more week for me, not so much day. Yeah. Today hadn't been so bad. I, uh, yeah, mine's been the week. But today, it's one of those things where I know there's going to be slow days, and then I get to them, and they're not. Um, Like yesterday, I thought. It's my birthday, so I was like, you know, it'll be a nice slow day. Nope. It wasn't. <laughs> Didn't happen. Why, why would you think that? Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, clearly. It's like that thing of don't say that out loud because you'll jinx it. It's getting to the point where like, don't even think it because yeah. you'll jinx it. Yeah. Just there's, just there's... quietly and tentatively enjoy it if it goes well. <sighs> That's a <the> thing. <laughs> But we're here, and we're doing this, so it's yes, better. whatever this is, exactly. I, I think it's a, it's a podcast. Is it? Interesting. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. man. How has your, your week been? I've, I've complained enough. It's been busy, but today's chill. Uh, challenging. There's challenging. A lot. This is the first week of school for us, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Lots of ramping up at work, various things, and other things outside of that. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been not my favorite. (laughs) Not my favorite. Not my favorite. I mean, a lot of it's pretty normal life stuff, but, you know, just uh, there are lots of of navigating to do to, you know, to get everything done and executed in some kind of reasonable fashion, and... It goes better than others. Sometimes go better than others. Yeah. I get that. I'm certain you do. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? We've been on a little bit of a journey, I guess. I I hear that there is a list of beatitudes that we're going through. Yeah. Through which we're going. Sorry. Yeah. I'll take both. <laughs> You don't have much choice. So <laughs> no. we have we have been through the first two. We talked about blessed are the poor in spirit and blessed are those who mourn, or they're uh, the the reverse of those. More specifically, is what we entitled the episodes. the The next one, this is Matthew five five, is blessed are the. This translation has uh, blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. You probably have heard blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And I'm thinking we should title this one uh, blessed are the powerful, for they take what they want. 
Oh, we can workshop that. Nah, I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah, and and the, we're not just titling these simply for shock factor, though. That's that's some of it. But you know, if you've listened to these others, there's there's kind of this mentality that's formed over the years of, yeah, that's what the Bible says, but we're gonna go on and make it this, and some of that for comfort, some of that because it allows you to get what you want. Some of it for worldly success. There's a number of reasons why people might do this, and we've we've talked through that on the others. But yeah, not that they're good reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so that meek is a nice churchy or like Shakespeare-y word. Uh, what do you think when you hear that word? I think I think of a lamb. Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> All right. I, I, it's, that's, I feel like that's the, ink, the imagery that, that comes to mind We're doing the there. ink dot thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say the first yeah. word that comes to mind. Lamb. Um, yeah. I mean, gentle comes to mind. What about you? Uh, pushover, doormat. Mm. You're just going there with it. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Uh, and not, not in a... Uh, not because that's what I think the word means, but that I, yeah. I think that um, th- this is part of why these conversations are interesting. Is is that uh, meekness is not something that is valued either by the world or by the church? I don't mm-hmm. think. Um, and something that I kind of wanted to mention is that I, I looked up the uh, kind of the definition or connotation of the original word in in Greek, and I'm not a scholar, but I find this kind of thing interesting. And uh, a good way to translate it into English it is not one single word, but it's the, the closest phrase would be power under control, hmm. which I, I think meek in English is it conjures up images, like we just said, a, a lamb, yeah, quiet, gentle, reserved, quiet, reserved, yeah, or, or somebody who is weak and easily kind of bulldozed over and stuff. But the the original word doesn't really mean that, which is, Something yeah. English can be a misleading language sometimes, and it, it is totally different. Um, somebody who is quiet or his or who is weak or who is a doormat or what have you. There's a difference in that in somebody who only uses their power when they need to and is mm-hmm. secure and in, in themselves and who they are that they don't need to make a scene of themselves. They don't need to use their power over other people to feel powerful or to get what they want is they are, you know, uh, yeah, they're, they're secure in their position. Yeah. Secure in their position. That's a good way to put it. Um, or maybe they realize it's not about what they want. Mm. You know, um, we talk about that a lot about how sometimes what, what we want isn't what God has for us necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, power, what, what did you say a second ago? Power under control? Yeah. Or under authority? Power under control. Power under control. That's an interesting uh, thing to think about. Because, I mean, that's that's very different. You hear it that way. That that, that doesn't make you think of a, a lamb, right? I mean, that yeah. makes me think of one of these dogs that's like, you know, a guard dog. And you know they can be mean if they need to be, but they're trained well and they're they're fine. You see them sitting there playing with a kid, right? Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, um, and that's very different. <laughs> it, it is very different. Yeah. I think there's something interesting to the word inherit 
Yeah. Uh, This is a longer conversation, but I think there is a really profound misunderstanding of power and authority uh, as it's defined in the scriptures. And that, um, that there's this perception that power and authority are something to be used and celebrated. And that, like, we, we had a conversation recently about the, the whole, about strength and toughness. And, you know, that, that factored into what we were talking about. Yeah. A- and that um, real power doesn't have to put itself on display. And real strength doesn't have to prove itself to anyone. It's just sufficient mm-hmm. for what is required and no more and no less. And that's what it means to be strong, basically. Yeah. And um, the, the potential, you know, the title of this episode, I said it half jokingly, but the idea that I think, I think we have an understanding of power is that it has to be used. If, if it's, if it's power, it has to be used. And that, that kind of runs counter to the upside downness of God's economy and the kingdom in that God is forever not using forever is often not using power. He could be using instead. He is extending himself to people and, yeah not zapping folks and he is forgiving and he's patient and is long suffering all the things that are in his name in Exodus 34 and it's like well he's really the only one with any actual power right. any power we have is given away to us and he doesn't seem to feel the need to use his power for its own sake so how should that shape how we think about it yeah well, and there are, there's countless examples in, in the scriptures, like about, you know, well, if you're, you're the son of God, like do this, yeah. right? Oh, and, yeah, yeah. That's a great point. And then he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, think about when he's tempted and, you know, Satan's tempting him like, it's, yeah, I can, but yeah. no. <laughs> or when he's on the cross and they're taunting him. If you're the right. son of God, then get down. And he doesn't. Well, yeah. eventually he does. Yeah. Hmm. Because maybe it's more powerful to commit to God's will than to be some show or force of strength. You know what I mean? Well, it was for him because he didn't get down, but he sure did get back up. And that was the more significant thing. Yeah. It just didn't look like what they thought, right? Yeah, it really didn't. I I think that word inherit is interesting because, again, if we're talking about power, power is used to make things happen. Power takes things. Power gets what it wants, you know? And... The idea, and if you inherit something, you you have to wait for some for the right time to receive it, and it's not your decision. Mm-hmm. You know, you are you're somebody's heir, and you get something after they die, or um, you know, you acquire a business because somebody signed it over to you, or what whatever it is exactly. But inheritance is outside of your control. It has to do with waiting on the fulfillment of who you are or somebody else's decision. You can't rush it. You can't make something happen. You have to wait. And yeah. so it's interesting to me that, again, thinking about this verse as a whole, God, uh, going back to kind of the definition that we sort of fleshed out a little bit in the first conversation of that word blessed, the whole God extending himself things, to, or God extending, extending himself to people. So God extends himself to those who are who have their power under control, and they are the ones who inherit the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what does it mean to inherit the earth? Even that's a good question. 
when we're here to talk, to discuss. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think that's part of the problem too. You know, it, it's what it, there's the first thing of what does the, the first part of the beatitude mean that can potentially be difficult for people to understand. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the other side of what is the blessing, you know, that that's received if we do live in that manner. Mm-hmm. And I think the, depending on your worldview or your beliefs, you hear that and inheriting the world can mean starkly different things. Yeah. I think it's helpful. What did it mean for Jesus? Cause he was faced with the same question in the passage you quoted, which I think is in Luke. The enemy says, if you'll fall down and worship me, I'll give you the earth. I'll give you all the kingdoms. I'll give you rule over them. And he's like, Nope, not doing it. But then he ends up getting it anyway. Right, you know, all authority on and power in he- in heaven and and on earth has been given to me. He says at the end of one of the gospels. So he was confident in not using his power because he knew his inheritance was coming. Right, and but but I mean we we aren't we aren't Jesus in the literal sense, but we are Jesus in that we have the mind of Christ and we have the Spirit of God and we are His images, His represent His representatives on earth. So. Yeah, so what what does that mean? I, I don't guess we're any closer to figuring that out. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you've got to think about, um, I don't know, I've got to think it has to allude to the kingdom of heaven being on earth in the future. Hmm, okay. Um, you know what I mean? Tell me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it would, it would seem to be that if you forego worldly power now, you're going to be rewarded in the kingdom of heaven is the way I would take that. But it, it says shall inherit the earth. So mm. I would just kind of have to think that that would have some allusion to the kingdom of heaven. You mean new creation? Yes, yeah. There's a there's a lot of discussion in passages that point to new creation. of, mm-hmm. and, and that's after the day of the Lord is when the kingdom of God is fulfilled. It's it's now and right. not yet is the best way I've heard it, but, which I think Already is Already not yet, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what, what you're I've trying heard. to get to, I think. Yeah. And... The, however, as we talked about in the first episode, is that people hear kingdom of heaven, they think the good place you go when you die. And most of the time, that's not what the scriptures are talking about when they use that kind of language. But right. here, that isn't the kind of language that they use. But it doesn't seem like that means, hey, you're going to be in charge while you're alive. If you just stay meek for a while, you're going to get yours. And that, it doesn't, that doesn't seem to be what he's talking about. Yeah. So I, I do wonder, is it that there's a lot of language in new creation passages about ruling and reigning with God as we were supposed to do in Eden, that we were rule and reign over creation to God's glory forever and ever. That's the picture of heaven that the scriptures paint ultimately. Um, yeah. And so, so maybe that's what he's talking about. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you think about it too, thinking about what makes, uh, what makes a good leader, what makes a good ruler, if I dare use that word, um, it's the kind of people who can keep their power under control. Those are the folks that you want in charge, and those are the folks that I think God wants to entrust things to. So if we're talking yeah. about entrusting the earth or the rule of creation or the stewardship of it, for that matter, it's there's a lot of conversation kind of on both in all along the political and theological spectrum about... You know, there's a lot of talk about climate change versus using the earth as a resource and all this kind of thing. I, I, I think that any, or I would hope that any reasonable believer would see not just the call to rule, but the call to stewardship, whatever that means exactly. Yeah. And 
that, um, you know, we've talked a lot about stewarding your finances and your time and your relationships. And that takes an awful lot of meekness, for lack of a better word, if we're understanding that a lot of meekness, a, a lot of that has to do with self-control and not using your power, your influence, your platform, whatever those may be, to get yours, as you eloquently put it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. in that conversation we had. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I think even in talking on one of the other episodes, we kind of came to the fruit of the spirit. <laughs> and yeah. And it's, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of having the parallel of, of what it means because self control sounds way better than meekness. If you, you know, <laughs> in, in some ways it seems more, uh, and maybe that's because we like to have something to do with it, right? But, hmm. but being able to have that power and control it, yeah. It's also interesting in that these are not things that we value. Gentleness is not valuable to us, by and large. Keeping yeah. our impulses and ourselves in check is certainly not valued in our society. And examples of good leadership tend to be loud, the ones that are held up or the ones that are killing it or the ones that are, you know, hashtag grind or, or whatever. It seems, it seems like the consensus is you'll get left in the dust if you, if you don't go for, if you don't try to get yours, if you don't go for it. And then Jesus comes along and he's like, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, you will. But the, that's where I am. So where do you want to be? Yeah. And, and I think a lot of it, I don't know, I keep thinking like that quiet power. It's just mm. such a, it seems like an, a paradox, but it's not. And it's just the way we've, we've kind of learned and grown to see things. Like you said earlier, people equate leadership to, to the loud people at times. And that's, that's not really accurate in many yeah. cases. But I, I think there's something that happens when you understand what's important in this world and in this life to where it's not all about making sure that I, th- there's, there's a difference in inheritance and legacy, I guess. Hmm. And, and a lot hmm. of people want to live their life in such a way that they are remembered that people, hmm. you know, that, that I may have mentioned this before, but I, a uh, acquaintance of mine named his kids, what he thought he could see on a building. Like, you know what, that's something I, I feel like could be put on a building. And I, I just remember thinking that was interesting because that's what you're trying to set up huh. is this legacy of something to happen where people are going to remember, you know, you, your kids, this and that. And, and it's not bad to remember. Obviously, we remember people who did great things. But when that's your goal, that that's a different a different deal there um, when you're trying to make yourself known. Now, when you're trying to make God known, it's not so much what are people going to look back and think of me, but what can I leave this world when I'm gone, whether they remember me or not. What am I leaving that is going to live on for for the benefit of the kingdom or for others as opposed to for my benefit? There's a line in a showbread song. uh, I've felt what it's like to be somebody and I'd just rather fade away. Hmm. Which is, I mean, that's a, I I might feel that way on a good day. (laughs) You know, um, I, I think if I'm honest, I like the idea of being known and people thinking well of me. I mean, who doesn't? And that's that's not all yeah. bad. But yeah, you, you summed it up really well. The difference between legacy and inheritance is one of them you build for yourself and the other is given to you. 
Yeah, and and, and and I wish it's something I thought out more. It's just something that kind of hit me. <laughs> but it's uh, it, Christian asked what an inheritance was, and it came up because they were listening to the Gable Price, another plug for Gable Price, <laughs> yes. which seems to be common here. <laughs> I was thinking of the same um, thing. If you've not gone through and binged his music, here's another reminder. It's, but yes. the, the song do. Communion yep. um, Gosh, mentions an inheritance, one. and yeah, I mean. And so we got to talking about it and kind of thinking about that. And he's like, so, I don't know. It was an interesting conversation. We don't have to go into it. But, yeah, I mean, something you're given. And, and our inheritance in Christ is it has nothing to do with us. Yeah. Nothing. We've also talked about that, you know, all, all of our gifts come from above, mm-hmm. as the Scripture says, that we don't, what we, uh, the, the stuff we hold in our hands is not our own. It was given to us in the literal and kind of spiritual sense. And so we have nothing to boast about but Christ, as Paul puts it. Yeah. And so knowing that, it, it should be easy for us to be content in the strength that we're given and to wait for what's been promised to us. But yeah, we, and I mean, I, I, I do not want to do that. I do not want to wait for something better. I want things now. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, there's a quote from Count Zinzendorf, his full name's Nicholas Ludwig Count von Zinzendorf, but if you don't know who he is, look (laughs) him up. Um, yeah, incredible. But he said, preach the gospel, die and be forgotten. Mm, Yeah. And it's like, you know, maybe that's what's important. And as long as we do that, who cares if we're remembered? And I think with that... This is true. This is another one of those things. That's why we named our podcast "In Between." That it takes balance because you could read you could read that or, or hear that and be like, "So God just wants us to be like mindless, insignificant drones with no likes or dislikes, who have no problem with nobody ever remembering us." I don't think that's what we're getting at here. I think that as dearly beloved children, we have to trust that our Father knows what's best for us, and that trying to use our own power, our own strength to make it happen, to build an inheritance for ourselves is not the way to go. We we can trust that we're safe with him, I guess if I can put it that way. The last episode that we did, Blessed Are Those Who Suck It Up, talked a lot about that willingness to be to be aware of and vulnerable with the closeness of God and to allow him to just to be close to us and to love us in that way. And that takes a lot of trust and vulnerability. And in this, in the same way, it takes trust and vulnerability to be meek Mm -hmm. (laughs) and to know that it may not always seem like it's going to work out very well. And in the short run, it may not, but in the long run that, you know, we're, we're held, we're held on our father's hands. Yeah. And so what do we really have yeah. to be afraid of? Yeah, well, and, and a lot of our fears, I think, come from just the, the whole the whole idea of kind of seeking what we want mm-hmm. and potentially not having that. Yeah. Gosh, that's, that's I don't want to minimize that because that's really hard. Because I'm not just no. talking about, oh, I want that new boat or I want that raise or whatever. But like our deeply felt like desires of your heart kind of stuff that that you don't know why you're not getting. Yeah. <laughs> that and that's the stuff that it's hard to to talk about, I think, as we've as we mentioned before. Um that 
that that's hard to make sense of. That's hard to wait upon the Lord for our inheritance. That that's hard to believe that it's coming at some point. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to wait in that tension. Yeah, yeah, and and to what you said earlier, I mean, I I don't. I'm with you. I, I don't think God wants us to be drones. Now, now I think there's just a, a big difference if you're living for what He asks of us rather than what we ask of ourselves or one of ourselves. And mm-hmm. you know, obviously, there's there's Scripture which we're left with, which is you know, God breathed, and that's there's people who are, are remembered, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not probably always for the way they want to be remembered. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We've talked about that like most of these people in this book get a pretty bad rap a lot of yeah. the time. And I, I don't know that that's what they wanted. <laughs> um, no, probably not. And so I I don't know. I think that's part of the tension too. Am I, am I living for how I want to be remembered or how God's going to choose to let me be remembered? Mm, yeah. And maybe being remembered on this earth isn't such a big deal. Maybe not. I mean, if you're going to inherit it, then you don't have to worry about how you're going to be remembered. Something to that. <laughs> Something. I, I, have a, I have a pet peeve, I, I guess, that people... You, you've heard... Just this, one. I have a closet full of pet peeves, <laughs> packed with wardrobes and drawers and shelves. Uh, and you, you've heard it, and I've heard it from all different sorts of folks who, who say, you got to be on the right side of history. You've probably heard this. Mm. And my response to that is, dude, I'm not going to do something based on what people I'm never going to meet are going to think about me after I die. And neither should you. That's a stupid way to make a decision. Okay? Yeah. Do what you believe in. You know? Do what you are profoundly convinced is the right thing. Who gives a crap what anybody yeah. else thinks about it later? Like, his history is written primarily by the powerful. I We should not be concerned with that. That's that's just an mm-hmm. aside. Sorry. <laughs> no. But, but similarly, like, thinking about your legacy, if you're making decisions based on worrying or, or or fear about what people are going to think about you. That's a good way to make really lousy decisions. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, man, I wish I could remember. There was a I mean, quote. I wish you could that, too. That Hannah put up on the, the board the other day, but I think this was it. Right is right. Even if everyone is against it and wrong is wrong, even if everyone is for it. Mm-hmm. The William Penn. But it's like, yeah, I mean, if we're focused on what we're supposed to be focused on, who cares who knows? Yeah. And I think that perspective is what enables you to be meek, or put a different way. That is what enables you to wait upon the Lord to keep your strength and your power under control and to wait for what has been allotted to you. So I looked up the word inheritance too, and that word, like uh, a, a predecided allotment, was one way that it put it. Like, you get this. This is how much you can have, or these are the things that will become yours. And that God prepares in advance good things for us. We know that from Scripture. Not just in the like eternal uh, new creation sense, but there are there are thing there are good things that, as any good father does, that he wants to bring into our lives. Not just for us to enjoy, but for us to participate in. Some of it's kingdom yeah. stuff. Some of it's relationship stuff. Some of it's just like. I mean, there's barbecue. He didn't have to make barbecue taste good, but dadgum. Uh, but you know, you have to wait. You have to wait upon the Lord to to get that stuff. Yeah, those ribs. Yeah, yeah and Damn you know, ribs. I'll, I'll, I'll unpack one of my many pet peeves as well. I'm ready. Um, aside from the the loud chewing that you asked about earlier. <laughs> um, 
along the lines of what we're talking about, if if you're a leader, you don't have to tell everybody how great a leader you are. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's a pet peeve. I, I know a mm. lot of people who talk about how great a leader they are. And if you are that, you don't have to say it. Kind of, kind of the same thing with that meekness. If that power's there and you know it, you really don't have to show everybody unless God's asking you to at a certain point for a certain purpose. But it's not something you have to be loud and obnoxious about because you know it. What are you trying to prove? Yeah. I actually think the best leaders are often not the one whose job it is to lead on paper, but they're the ones who show up and they exert influence in such a way that it produces the result that is needed. It's soft power versus hard power. And yeah. that's the way the gospel works because it's totally upside down and backwards. He who mm-hmm. loves his life shall lose it and um, you know, turn the other cheek and all this stuff that we really, <laughs> all the other stuff in the Sermon on the Mount that we wish wasn't in there. I read, yeah. <laughs> I read a quote uh, yesterday, I think it was, of like, this, this is the verse that wouldn't be in the Bible if it wasn't already in there, <laughs> which I thought was pretty, <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, what what if it the Bible was canonized today? Um, ooh, shoot! Instead of years ago, but ooh, ooh. yeah. Well, and even thinking about you know the the rich young ruler, like not being able to give up what God asked him to give up, mm-hmm. and what he lost, what he's not inheriting because he's unwilling to do that because he just wants to hold on to that that worldly stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to belabor the point. I just, all these conversations we're having, as soon as we get into them, it's it's just, it gives you pause because for me, I think, well, how did, how did we flip this upside down and backwards from what is pretty, I know this, this is a phrase that is annoying, like the Bible clearly says, you can hear that from all kinds of folks, but <laughs> Jesus is being fairly unambiguous in the Sermon in the Mount on, in particular, and and then the bat in the and the beatitudes especially, I just think we just don't want to do it. It's very inconvenient for us. This stuff. Yeah. It is, especially when you feel like other people are getting something that maybe you're not if you don't live a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that becomes that's I think that's a lot of it. We want what we see other people get. It's yeah. that whole keeping up with the Joneses thing and. And again, I think there's that level of it, which is kind of easy to spot, but then there's the the next really difficult insidious layer, which is, well, they seem to be fulfilled. They seem to have the kind of relationship with their spouse that I wish I had. Their kids seem to relate to them better than mine do to me. Or, well, they are finding fulfillment in their career, and I'm miserable in mine. And, and I'm, th- these are all examples I'm getting, I'm, I'm giving of the the kind of next level of again none, none, those are those are good things to want those are desires of your heart kind of things of like no I want to relate to the people in my life well I want to have good relationships I don't want to you know <laughs> I don't want to be exhausted 110 percent of the time and feel like I have nothing left to give and these are all things I felt at different times um, but where do we typically get that impression from I guess from looking at other have people those things yeah. And, and typically, it's not because we know them well enough to really distinguish that. It's because we see something on social media. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I think those genuine relationships, more and more, as time goes on, are lacking. 
And so we're looking for the wrong places to make those distinctions. And that's dangerous to try and base that on something you see online. Yeah. I, um, I recently came, became aware of, of someone who has announced that they left the faith pretty randomly, um, put it online or with a few other things. And had you looked at that family, you wouldn't have guessed that, mm. you know, and, and it's, it's sad to see, but it's, I don't know, at some point we've become so obsessed with putting up this facade, be it powerfulness or having it all together or whatever, that it makes it super difficult to really know know anyone. You make an interesting point there because each one of these, of the Beatitudes, kind of feed into each other and it's a natural progression one for, from the other. Because we talked about mourning last time and then we talked about poor, being poor in spirit the time before that and we're talking about gentleness or power under control this time. Well, you have to be poor in spirit before you can mourn. And I feel like you have to know how to mourn, how to tell a lament so that you can understand how to be gentle. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I think, I don't know that these are su- supposed to be sequential in that way, but I think they can be. Yeah. That's interesting. What if it was in some way, and again, like you said, this is reading into it, but kind of this path of sanctification. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of yeah. like things that as you grow in Christ, you learn how to to handle mm-hmm. or to deal with. And slowly you start to take the things like being able to suck it up or your ego or this power trip that you want to show everyone. And you start getting rid of those things as God shapes you into who he wants you to be, not who you want to be. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the true blessing comes, not not whatever the world tells you you need. Looking ahead, I, I I think, I mean, who knows? We may be reading into it, but I also think we're on to something. Looking ahead to the next one, which is blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. It's almost like, okay, if you can get past the meek thing, then you're ready to learn how to develop this hunger. Hmm. Yeah. Like if you're content to be where you are and wait on the good things that God will bring for you, then he's going to develop that hunger in you. Yeah, for him. And hey, this, the latter half of the verse, not, not to ruin the next episode, but it says <laughs> you're, going to be satis- you're going to be satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that Gable Price song, uh, the, the line of the bridge that you mentioned is, yeah. my father promised me an inheritance. I know it's so much more than remembrance right here and right now. So it isn't just, hey, remember, God did something when it's not just the Ebenezer, and it's not just a a future hope of one day when God wipes every tear away, things will be good, but that, as we talked about last time, God walks in our midst, and he is right there, and mm. we don't have to wait for the goodness of God to show up where we are if we can keep our power under control. I don't think I've got anything to add to that, man. <laughs> Aside from being slightly overwhelmed, just thinking, sometimes it's good to remember that, you know, that he's yeah. here with us. And if that doesn't overwhelm us at times, lost our wonder. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Unbetween Podcast. As always, 
cannot express how grateful we are to be able to do this and for people to care. If you are new here, we would love to hear from you. Or if you're not, if you've been here for a little bit, we'd love to hear what you think about the conversations we're having and uh, how you feel about you know, the Beatitudes. Have they been flipped? Are we talking nonsense? Or is this something you've seen over the past few years? And, and you can tell us that by going on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram by searching Unbetween Podcast. You can find us on Twitter or X or whatever it's called now uh, by searching Unbetween Pod. Or you can email us, unbetweenpodcast at gmail.com. We promise we will read it. We promise we will reply. And we promise to be grateful that you sent it. Also, if you would like, you know, follow all all the things on the podcast. We uh, aren't necessarily trying to go out and be some crazy force, but we do want people to hear these conversations. And we hope that they make a difference in the people who are listening. So, yeah, that's all we got. Again, we appreciate you listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.